From Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. The number of women running some of America's largest corporations is at an all-time high. That number is 37. That's a whopping 7%, but that's not high enough. Women also hold just a quarter of the top C-suite positions. However, this year, over 800,000 women have left the workforce. What the heck is going on? Today's guest is trying to break down those barriers and open doors for more women in the workforce and in the C-suite. I'm talking about Kathleen Caldwell, the CEO of Caldwell Consulting Group, She's a speaker, author, and a business mentor. Kathleen also leads the C-Suite Network Women's Leadership Council, a group dedicated to help women get in, stay in, and thrive in the C-Suite. Kathleen, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Jeffrey Hazlett, I am thrilled to be here. Thank you. Hey, I'm scared. I got to tell you right off the bat, I'm scared because women are leaving the workforce at alarming rates, like 600 and eight, wait, no, wait, 865,000 in August and September alone. What is going on? Yeah, yeah, Jeffrey, it is alarming. And, uh, you know, COVID certainly has had a lot to do with it, with women boxed in between healthcare for themselves, for, you know, uh, childcare for their children, for their parents. So yeah. they're in the sandwich generation of trying to do it all. Mm. And they're opting out. Many, many women, I mean, 865,000 compared to 215, 215,000 for men during that same time. So it's women are making choices and they're opting out of the the career track to get them into the C-suite. And many of them are, you know, choosing alternative careers, starting their own businesses, you know, opting for companies that perhaps have some more flexibility for them. Do you so think the pan- yeah, do you think the pandemic's led for that or is it just they're just saying no, I've had enough of this. I want to go do this and live a different kind of life. Yeah, Jeffrey, great question because I think it's a combination of the two. And, you know, the the bigger trend is women that are leaving the workforce that are in their 50s and 60s. And so we've got this generation of women that are saying, hey, you know, I've had enough of this. I want to start working on my own dream, my own business, my own career. And so keeping those women engaged, I think it's the responsibility of the companies that they work for, but also for the women themselves, you know, building up more engagement for themselves, more excitement about their careers. Are we at risk uh, creating some kind of leadership vacuum within the pipeline? And then, and then let's talk about if so, what, what do we do to reverse the trend? I mean, when you, you sit here and look at it, you know, I talk a lot about diversity, inclusion, belonging, um, and that's an important initiative, I think, across the entire C-suite now or across leadership. I mean, it's the most important thing I think we can do. It's obviously indicative of what we see, you know, in the public in terms of the strife that we've seen in communities and, uh, the you know, everything from the riots to, you know, just uh, discourse. I mean, it's it's divisive. And so the way to be less divisive is to be more inclusive. Right. So are, are, are we at risk of creating a leadership vacuum? I mean, I, we already had a huge problem with women and, you know, belonging or being in the C-suite. So let's talk about that. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you being a C-suite executive and being a former CMO of Eastman Kodak, I mean, you you saw it. It it takes so much for women to get into the C-suite, but then to stay there, to get in, stay yeah. and thrive in, it's three different strategies, Jeff, yeah. as you know. And so, you know, women asking for what they need in their careers, getting the allies that they need and building sponsorship. And, and also, you know, thinking about the whole strategy for careers. I think men do such a super job about career strategy, you know, the bigger picture. And from all the women that I've mentored, it is they're thinking job to job, position to position versus the long game. Yeah. I mean, for us, this, I mean, to me, this is just a scary thing. If women are opting out of the workforce, I mean, this is a bad thing for business. Absolutely. Because there are women, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, you know, you can look at the LinkedIn study, the McKinsey study, everything's coming out now. It had, it's, it's really, um, it's very critical for our economy because women at all ages, Jeff, are opting out in mm-hmm. great numbers. So it's women that are in their 20s with young children. It's women in their 30s and their 40s when they're starting to get traction in their careers. And then, of course, 40s, 50s, 60s, when they're saying, hey, you know, maybe I want to do something different. Yeah, so that's, that's you know, a lot. Of, that's, a, that's a huge talent pool. That's just like, like I mean, that's the biggest. The only other sucking sound that I thought was worse <laughs> was all these businesses going to Ireland for a while to relocate. And to me, just from a talent pool this is just not a good thing to lose these very experienced people. I mean, I'm, it, it, it's really scary. It, well, absolutely. And I know, you know, you are such an advocate of women and you're so such an advocate of women in the workplace as peers. I mean, I, I know that through having known you for so many years, you yeah. have so many women on your team now yeah. and strong women. And, um, you know, I, I think that, that women can participate in the solution, though, I don't think it's all on corporate, you know, corporations and organizations, their HR departments or their C-suite. It's women, too, that have to be driving, you know, uh, the, the conversation about stay, yeah. stay, find find your way in the corporate corporation that you're in and find what excites you. Do your own, you know, participate in your own growth plan, you know, get your own career. Don't rely on HR to do it for you. Yeah, exactly. So when you, when you think I mean, we're going to I want to talk about sponsors. You said that earlier. You, you kind of worked that word in. And I want to talk about what that means by being a sponsor, or being a mentor. I think be, mentor is one thing, but being sponsor is more important. But, you know, there are 37 women in the Fortune 500 CEOs in 2020. 37. Yeah. Out of uh, Fortune 500. Other stats show the women hold about 25 percent of all C-suite jobs. To me, that's just not right. You know, what do you think is the most important thing we've got to do to change that? Yeah, it's it's you know it's interesting. And then what's happening now is not going to make that uh, that number go up because the yeah. pipeline is not going to be there. Yeah, right. I I think it's women raising their hands. I, I mean, I look at it from the perspective of what does corporate need to do and what do women need to do in you know their own plans. So this is not a blame game. This is more of an empowerment opportunity conversation. I think. But it's women looking at, you know, their their careers as what do they want? Do they want to be in leadership? And, you know, the the conversation about what's available for them to be on boards, paid paid board positions and what's available for them in the C-suite. 
a lot of times if if it's um, an overwhelming thing sandwiched in between all of their other um, you know priorities, doesn't sound very exciting, Jeff. Yeah. So I think it's a it's a marketing job within corporations. And um, it's women raising their hands to say, hey, I want more. I'm, I'm ready for more and give me more. Yeah. Speaking of wanting more, I want more ads. I need to take a quick break. I'll come right back after this. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we are back and we are live casting right here on LinkedIn and Facebook as we do every single week as we bring you uh, all business with Jeffrey Hazel right here on C-Suite Radio. Of course, C-Suite Radio, world's largest business podcast network. We're growing like a new podcast every day. Our listenership is up over last year, 450% across the board. Wowzer. Yeah, that's wowzer. And and like our episode uh, growth is even higher than that. I mean, it's amazing. Our show growth is even higher than that. Hey, I'm visiting with Kathleen Caldwell, the Caldwell Consulting Group and C-Suite Network Women's Leadership Council. And of course, we're talking about all things women. I mean, this is important. Why more women are needed in the C-Suite, that's without a doubt uh, important. We talked about that only about, uh, well, only about 25% of Women occupy the C-suite, only 17% occupy boards. It's kind of interesting that I get about a, I, about a, every month I get a board invitation. Now, I get that because, uh, because I've been successful at other things. I've networked like crazy. Everybody wants me to help them repeat success, which is awesome. Uh, I'm fantastic, but I always, you know, I can't take that many boards, you know, it's just too many to serve on. So I try to find other people to put them, you know, put them in. What do you think we got to do as executives to help more women become more fulfilled and step through leadership roles in their companies, especially to the boardrooms, you know, not just to the C-suite, but to the boardrooms. What do you think we got to do there, Kathleen? Yeah, Jeffrey, great question, because, you know, it's, it's, the women promoting themselves. I mean, this is such a big topic is, you know, typically women in my generation, we were told not to raise our hand, you know, to kind of keep a low profile and uh, to keep very busy. Can we stop that bullshit, by the way? Can we stop that? I got two granddaughters and I'm telling them to be aggressive. I'm trying to do my best. Yeah. 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 And taking on too much stuff, Jeff, because, you know, too much stuff is is the enemy of focus. And, you know, that it's it's trying to be all things to all people. Now, of course, you're all business. Uh, yeah. podcast is awesome, but you know, um, but it's, it's women raising their hand to say, yeah. Hey, I'm ready. I'm here. I want to do it rather than waiting to be asked. So yeah, you're you know, not going to be asked. Exactly. I mean, in the C-suite, you're not asked. You make your opportunities. If you wait for permission, it never comes your way. You right. just, you know, you shouldn't. I always tell people you should never wait for permission. And I did that from time to time until I realized I didn't need to do that. I just do it. And wow. and you just act. And then, and it's only when they start yelling at you, you can't do that is when you slow. That's when you you know, you've caused enough tension to be able to to create what you need to do. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, women asking, promoting themselves, which is a strength they need to learn. And I learn it all the time from the men that I work with is, Hey, it's, it's different than, you know, boasting or bragging or whatever. It's like, Hey, know what your skills are, know what your strengths are. And, you know, tell the world about them because no 
nobody's going to tell the world unless you step forward. And the second thing is, Jeff, I think that women generally and the women that I coach and mentor is they ruminate about things. They overthink things. They think mm-hmm. about all the possibilities. And, you know, you you demonstrate all this time, just all the time is just act, just do something. Are you saying you know? I don't think? Is that what no, you're No, no, no. Come on. <laughs> no, well, but I mean, it's true. I, I move to yeah. action. I don't, you know, because people ask me lots of times, you know, what was your thought process in going this way or to get to your career? I didn't think about it. I just did it. And you just, it was a lot of instinct, a lot of moving, a lot of action. And then I uh, try that. That doesn't work. Then try this, try that, try that, try that. And and you have to fill it out. Now you, you should have some critical thinking, certainly in terms of, of you know, your, your, our jobs are to be the most strategic people in the room, not the smartest, although right. we like to think we're the smartest, but really our, our, our jobs are be the most strategic people. And I think women are much more strategic than men from that regards. Well, I, I agree with you and using that strategic thinking to think about, you know, building those relationships with people that at, are at higher levels in the organization that are in different divisions and actively reaching out to a person that perhaps is like, you know, it's on, they're, they're at our dream, dream 10 list of who we'd like to be in relationship with and have that sponsorship, allyship, uh, a relationship with. Yeah. So taking the initiative out there and not overthinking it, it's, you know, and, and I think also finding out what's the win for them. Why, yeah. why, why would they be interested in mentoring us or giving some counsel or having some coffee or investing a little time? It's well, let's talk about that. You, we said mentor. I, you know, a lot of people like ask to be mentors. I, I tend to sponsor people I, and I, and I've sponsored a lot of women in my career to help them get to different roles. And I just like I've had sponsors. I mean, they, they weren't formal sponsors. I just had, you know, like a CEO who gave me air cover. That was important because even though you're the, you know, in the C-suite, you're attacked from all sides at all, at, at all time. And right. it's, it's a really tough, tough environment. you like to think that it's this nice co- collegial kind of get, let's just all get along. But you know, that the people are people and they don't get that way. And there are other people that want your job. There are other people that want that position. They want that power. And, um, and you have to fight. You really have to fight for it. So let's talk about there's a difference between a sponsor and a mentor, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, understanding that difference, you know, I I believe that a sponsor is someone who's going to go to bat for you, Mm -hmm. someone that's going to, like you said, the air cover, you know, um, and and for women asking for what we need, knowing our strengths and our weaknesses and knowing where we add value. I mean, the C-suite network is all about that, the reach and reciprocity of our, of our careers. And so asking for what we need and asking, Hey, you know, I'm looking to do this in my career, in my business, wherever, wherever I'm going, you know, here's some things that I need. This is what, would you help me with this, this, and this, and making the ask something that someone can say yes to no to, or propose something different and mentoring, I think is more career skill oriented. Or life. Yeah. Skills of life and mentor values. What do you do? You know, on the sponsoring side, it's really about there's not men do this all the time. I'll put my buddy in there. I'll get my, I want my, I want to be surrounded by the people that I really like. Well, more and more men have realized that, well, that means women too. We need both. We need a balance in that. And we need people of color. We need diversity of thought, diversity of geography, diversity of all kinds of things to be more inclusive by being more inclusive. It's actually more powerful. 
But we tend to only focus around those people that are around us. And so I think it's important for women or anyone that wants to move through the C-suite or move into positions of power is that you find these sponsors, you find these people you can align with and don't be afraid to ask for that help or don't be afraid to work to help one another because I help you guess what you're going to do for me? You're going to help me. And that happens in the C-suite all the time. You know, again, listen, listen, folks, why do you think people get on certain boards all the time? Why do you think they go from here to here to here to here? That's what people like me do for a living, you know, for a career. We figured this out very early, do the same thing. And then uh, for women, you gotta, you gotta stand up. You gotta ask. You know, I, I, that's the one thing I probably have the toughest time with is why someone waits and I, men or women, I don't wait. I just go, you right. know? Right. Well, I think, you know, that's why I incorporate this success hypnotherapy, you know, the mindset part of it, because I think it's, it's, you know, fear, it's, um, concerns about what would happen if the person said no, you know, and, and, you know, it's all of the, the repercussions, the, the rumination, so to speak, that women use a lot. And, you know, think, thinking about it going wrong before it has even started. So, yeah. So, you know, strengthening our will as women, and that's, that's a beautiful masculine energy, masculine business trait is for women strengthening our will to just go for it. Like you're saying, you just do it, just do it and let, you know, have the confidence that wherever the chips fall, I'm going to be able to handle it. All right. Speaking of chips fall, it's time for some chips to fall my way with some advertising. We're going to come back. I want to talk about what are some things that male leaders can learn from women? That's a long list, I'm afraid. (laughs) All right. We'll be right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we are back. We're live casting right here on LinkedIn and Facebook as we bring you all business with Jeffrey Hazel. I'm talking to Kathleen Caldwell, and she is the leader of the C-Suite Network Women's Leadership Council. You need to come check that out. It's a powerful group of women and a few men who are helping to make a difference. And of course, Kathleen leads the Caldwell Consulting Group. She's been active in the C-Suite since day one. And uh, and just what a great leader she has been. Hey, what are some of the things that male leaders can learn from women? Now, let's just keep it to a couple things because this could take days. <laughs> and how nice of you to say that, Jeffrey. That's who you are. Yeah. That's true. It's true. You know, I learned a lot. Uh, you know, I'm surrounded, as you know, um, by women leaders. I mean, I've always had women leaders around me. They, they just do a great job. I mean, you, you tech men, women, I don't have to fight with them about certain things and they don't, you know, we get stuff done. It's really, it's really actually nice. And it, it by the way, it, it also allows me to develop different skill sets that I've had because I'm and, not and as I've good. seen that over the years, Jeff. Yeah. 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 I'm nicer now. Well, I think I think, you know, you're demonstrating one of the great things with women leaders is that that pause aspect of it. And I've noticed that about you is that you you have a tendency to kind of maybe sit back and then let other women jump in and move in and have their point of view. And, you know, not not, you know, not always having to be the first to rush in or always be right kind of thing, you know. Well, most men want to solve it. You know, it's like right. I, I I find a time, even with my wife, I, I have to remember she just wants to talk. Let her talk. 
She just wants yeah. to be heard. Right. Okay. As I'm looking for what, what can I solve for you, babe? What, what can I fix? What can I fix? I, by, by the way, guys, don't give me letters. I call my wife, babe. That's my wife. That's what you and I, and by the way, she wears the pants in the family. So don't think I'm being sexist any way, shape or form. Cause I'm, I'm not, we have the, one of the most traditional, but non-traditional marriages in the world because she's the boss. So anyway, but you know, it, it, I have learned over time and, and women leaders have really taught me this as to say, Hey, what do you think? What do you think? Because there were, because most, most men and myself included, I didn't give a crap. I just, I didn't care what you thought. I just went ahead with it because I was the boss or this is well, well, that's my personality. I think that's the biggest thing. In fact, we have a executive leader, Trisha Ben in our operations, and I'm constantly learning from Trisha um, you know, to certain things that she does, that she does so much better than I, and I do things much better than her on certain things, you know? So if we can put those things together, that's pretty good. That's a good one to duo. Well, and, and that is a perfect example of what men can learn from women in the workplace is, is really appreciating, taking the time to understand what are those differences and really strengthening women's strengths and giving us visibility in the workplace and knowing that, hey, you know, it's uh, maybe she needs a little bit of a pep talk or maybe she needs some air cover, as you said, or visibility and just just the pause. It doesn't have to be rough and tumble all the time because there's power in there's power in perhaps things that are not said, Jeff. Yeah. And and so it doesn't always have to be like this aggressive kind of, you know, uh, kill them on the, on the battlefield kind yeah, of thing. Right. Nuance, nuance. Yeah. Although that's kind of fun. Anyway, <laughs> side note. Hey, let me ask you, do you think there's a double standard? I know we got a couple minutes left, but I want to jump into this. Do you think there's a double standard when it comes to powerful women? You know, men typically, I think, are taught to be aggressive, women less aggressive. But once the women get to that level, and they're aggressive. Do you think there's a pejorative term that describes them that's different than men? Well, I think we know that. Yeah, there there certainly is. And I think women of uh, my generation, women that are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, is we weren't taught, Jeff, on how to support other women. We really yeah. weren't. We weren't, you know, women, other women in the workplace and in, in See, I find that foreign. competitors. See, as a man, I'm just being real blunt. I find that foreign, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think there is a double standard for women without question. Really there is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't think there's a double standard at the high, high end. What, what I mean by that, when you're there and you're in right. that like fortune 100 and there's a woman that's sitting with me at that executive table, there's no double, there's no double standard, in my opinion, because they've arrived, they're there. And we, we just ignore that. I, in my opinion, uh, that's what I see in my, and I say not opinion in my counsel, meaning I've been there before I've seen it. And I don't see that in the C-suite at that level. I could see how other people would see that going up. Correct. And it, and as you pointed out, the majority of women in the workplace are not at the, they're not at the table at the C-suite in the C-suite at the fortune level. So the majority yeah. of women are working their way up there or, you know, on uh, they're, they're opting out and starting their own businesses, which is at an all time high, but, but women supporting other women and women cheering each other, supporting, mentoring, guiding, allying sponsorship. It, it, when another woman succeeds, it doesn't mean that we lose. So I think it's a change in thinking to be more than a cheerleader, but really be a guide 
and a actual supporter is absolutely critical. It, it's important. It's very important. I'm just sitting here thinking about the times I used to, we, when I was a C, in the C-suite at, at Kodak, we had a huge round table that we sat at for the executive meetings, you know, and there was the, the core officers and then the other officers that would sit there. And then, then there's an outside ring or square, right. you know, where everybody else would set for the presentations and so forth. And we would sit at this big round table. And I can remember the women that were in our C-suite at that time, man, I didn't take a, you didn't, you didn't, they didn't take a back seat. I was like, Joyce Haig used to knock my head off or Elsie Calhoun, who was in charge of diversity and inclusion and, and, and many others. There was a few other women at the, at the table at the same time. We had a, a, it was interesting back then. We, we had a very progressive executive team Mm -hmm. who really believe in diversity inclusion and really measured themselves on it. And you don't, you don't always see that. Hey, what does, one, one last thing for you, because you're a real thought leader in this area. Um, how do you help people become experts in their field as a thought leader? What do you think? I mean, that's a big thing right now. You sell, you sell the brand. There's a big shift going on between people. You've got to make yourself a brand. What, what's the one piece that you would tell somebody? You're you're this leader in the executive women, you know, and that for executive women in the C-suite, what would you give advice to about people becoming thought leaders? Yeah. Wow. A great topic. Great topic. And it's so critical right now is, is know yourself know your brand and know what you have, what's the value proposition, and then get yourself out there and promote yourself. Ask for help, build a community around you, like in the C-suite Women's Leadership Council, get yourself surrounded with people that are going to support you, women and men. Do content, it. content, Do it. content, right? And then uh-huh. activation and then putting it in the right place. That's the most important thing right now. That's it. Kathleen, what a pleasure. Good to have you here today. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Thank, well, I think the world of you and I appreciate the opportunity. Well, the, and the, the feeling is mutual. Thank you so much for being a great leader in the C-suite, being one of our top thought leaders in the C-suite. And then, of course, all around women and women in leadership. I'm talking with Kathleen Caldwell, Caldwell Consulting, and, of course, the leader of the C-suite network uh, women's group. That's all around leadership. I think I should make sure the network women's leadership council. I always I say women's group. I shouldn't say it like that. Women's Leadership Council. There we go. So the team does. So it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Kathleen. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. And I'll tell you what I learned today. What's the difference between sponsor and mentor? A big one. I'll tell you that right now. Hey, mentor is going to help you, give you some advice, give you some counsel. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. We all need advice and counsel. We need sage counsel. Now, the difference between advice and counsel is advice. Someone just says, hey, here's my opinion. Let me give you a counsel. Counsel means someone who's done it before. They've been there, done that. And you get that. That's what a mentor does for you. But a sponsor, you tell you what's different. It's an advocate. They're going out of their way to make sure you get where you need to go. Of course, does it benefit them? I sure hope so, meaning the person that's doing the sponsor. If I'm helping a sponsor woman move up the executive range, is that going to help me in the long term? I sure hope so. Otherwise, I just, you know, I do it because I'm a good person. But hey, nothing wrong with a little benefit in it for both of us. A little reciprocity, as we like to say. That's what I learned about on the C-suite right here in all business 
with Jeffrey Hazen on C-Suite Radio. Don't forget, tell your friends and tune in again. Cheers. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.